Chase. Chase, welcome to our podcast, Drawn Out, where we talk about different Disney animated films and short films. Um, I'm Brooke, <laughs> and I am your co-host. Um, we're going to do a couple things today. Um, this is our first episode, so we're going to introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about our history with Disney um, and our experiences growing up with it. Um, and then we're going to get into Steamboat Willie and Snow White will be the two films that we're looking at today. Um, so first off, Brooke, what was your favorite Disney movie growing up? Growing up, I I remember watching a lot, but I was always I was always the princess person. <laughs> Me too. Like ridiculous. If it did not have a princess and it did not have singing, I did not like it. Really? Because <laughs> I've known you for a while and I can't picture that. hundred percent true. I hated Toy Story until I was like 17 <gasps> because it didn't have singing. What? Oh, that's funny. Well, and I, and as a kid, you couldn't get me to stop singing the Disney movies, <laughs> the Disney songs either. Actually, sometimes now, if, once you get me started, it's hard to stop. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely was a princess fan as well. Um, growing up, mine was definitely Belle. Um, I loved Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. because of um, she, her books. She read mm-hmm. books, and that yeah. was the coolest thing yes, as a kid. <laughs> absolutely. Me too. Um, do you have any favorite memories growing up in Disney, like costumes um, or park trips? Well, I did, um, I, I remember being Esmeralda for Halloween one year as a kid, which is, you know, now would be kind of problematic. <laughs> I mean, you didn't paint yourself brown, right? No, Great. of course not. <laughs> You're good then. Okay, cool. <laughs> um... You know, we had passes for a couple of years when I was growing up. I went to Disney um, every year with school from sixth grade all the way through high school with choir. Um, And so we always did at least one Disney song for choir. And that was some pretty cool stuff. And of course, you know, all the times I've gotten to go with you since. Yeah, (laughs) all the park trips. Yes. I definitely... Also loved doing, like, the Disney performances in school. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Hercules, mm-hmm. which was weird because we were, like, a bunch of white kids singing gospel. <laughs> but it was fun. Um, and then we did a Little Mermaid. And um, true to what you know of me, I did a pirate instead of a mermaid mm-hmm. um, for the, like, boy versus girl songs. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, and when I was, my last two years of high school, my church group, we did a very, very copyright infringy <laughs> um, show, like, to raise money for, um, for camp. And... The first time we did it, I played Snow White, and the second time we did it, I played Giselle, because I was a redhead then, and I begged and begged to be Giselle. (laughs) (laughs) She is fantastic. Is she your absolute favorite princess? Um... No, I mean, at the time she was, but now now it's Cinderella. Ooh, tell me why. Um... I mean, I... I, uh, Especially with the live action... I I liked Cinderella before the live action, but, like, the live action one just really... Peaced out, it's like, oh my gosh, everything I want to be loved by Haley Atwell. Um, a regular a regular journal, jur- like somebody who journals regularly. I don't do that as much anymore. Like, um, you know, always kind, always willing to stand up for the right things. and Have courage and be kind. Exactly. It's a, I like, it's a good message. 
I put that movie on to fall asleep like a lullaby on bad nights. Like, just like, yes, Haley, well, I will be a good person. I know. And if you look behind you here in my room, you can see my uh, my Cinderella's carriage Bluetooth speaker, Ooh. which is one of the best purchases I have ever irresponsibly made. <laughs> very, very awesome. Did you do a Cinderella Disney bound um, once? No, I think okay. we talked about it, Okay, but I, I, I haven't done it. Like the my, I think the only bounds I've really done have been Sorcerer Mickey and Regular Minnie. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you'd done one more that I was with you for. Because I remember your Sorcerer Mickey one. It is particularly good. Yeah. If Yeah, if I've ever done another one, I have totally forgotten about it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Ooh, do you have a favorite Disney villain? Mm. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was growing up, we, you know, we're the same age. <laughs> but um, like all those mid-90s ones, um, Scar and Hades, particularly, Ooh. like you've got these, like you've got these people who are like, yeah, you know, they're power hungry and they're doing rad things, but they've just had these great one-liners, and they're very, very opposite, different, you know, spectrum of great one-liners, mm-hmm. you know, from like the mm-hmm. you know Shakespearean to the hey, he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hades is really underrated as a he, Disney villain. He, Hercules is underrated, period. True. <laughs> True. There are so many of those 90s films that I want to talk about so bad. And we will get there eventually. Such a long way to go. I know. We're going to be doing these in chronological order. <laughs> and so it'll take us a while to get to our childhood films, but there's a lot of really good stuff, you know, in between. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited, particularly um, Bambi, because I've never seen it all the way through, <gasps> so... <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, well, and when we get there, I'm gonna, I have some stories for you about the development and stuff like that. Yes, I'm so, so excited. And we're gonna talk about some other things. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of history, especially early 20th century Hollywood, <laughs> And so I know some things about that and have been doing some research, and so I'm going to bring up some stuff like that. But, you know, for actual film buff stuff, you're going to want to have to go to Chase. I mean, <laughs> I I guess I'm the, I'm not a film buff by any means, but I you did have- major in film. Yes. Um, and one thing I'm actually going to talk about probably um, either before we watch Snow White or after we watch Snow White... Um, I like one of my major papers was on like changes in animation and the development and technology. Um, and I wrote it in 2012, I believe, um, which is right when Princess and the Frog and Tangled had come out. Mm-hmm. So I kind of used those two to like compare mm-hmm. the pipeline between digital animation and traditional. And oh. so we'll probably talk about that. That's real cool. Um, yeah, that's um, my love is animation um, and animated films. So that's kind of what I'm going to bring to the table in film analysis. Nice. So yeah, I'm make- excited. I hope you're excited, too. <laughs> I'm so excited. And we hope that you are excited, dear listener. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're going to put a pause on it, go watch Steamboat Willie. Yes. Um, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Great. was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Had you had you seen it before? Yes, I have seen Steamboat Willie before. Um I may have watched it for film school. Okay. Um but yeah, I've seen it before. I don't think I'd ever seen it all the way through before. Okay. I mean, I watched some like pre-Steamboat Willie stuff to kind of see like 
oh, what's going to be the big deal about synchronized sound? Synchronized sound is a big deal. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely a big difference. Um, short films that, you know, early on, no dialogue. Yeah. That was not a thing for animated film. Well, and you could see them taking advantage of the things you got where you have all the chickens and the animals, literal bells and whistles, <laughs> like... Yeah, you definitely, they made music a part of the story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, there's shenanigans and they're happening to music. They integrated mm-hmm. it in with the actual plot of the um, short. Do we want to go over that or do, like... Yeah, I mean, I'm. are you familiar with the song? Because the only version of it I know is Do Your Ears Hang Low. <laughs> oh, yeah, tur- turkey in the sh- yeah, Turkey in the Straw. But, so basically, you start out with, you know, the iconic... Mickey is piloting the boat and whistling. Mm-hmm. What I did not know is that he is not the actual captain of nope. this boat. Because after a couple of minutes of messing with the whistles and whistling himself, in comes Pete, big old Pete, um, and kind of pulls Mickey's torso like out, like out of his, out of his skin. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. it's like it leaves a lot of negative uh, space there. It's yeah, um, definite visual gag. Um, yeah. So like. The bendy animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's something that's actually really common in animated shorts at this time because the like idea of articulated joints that's mm-hmm. very difficult to animate yeah. consistently over time, which is why early short films were all animals mm-hmm. um, because you could get more believable with the weird. No one really knows how animals move. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just do things. So for Mickey's arms, like they, he doesn't have elbows. He just kind of yes. like waves his arms yeah. around. His stomach can extend very far. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you're and if you're animating as quickly as Ub Iwerks did in those days, that makes more sense because you can get more done quicker. And mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All that fun stuff. And I think that um, this opening scene really highlights on a part of Minky's character. I think it's left out in pop culture a lot, and he is a little troublemaker. He is. He, like he's always he's he's always like the he's never like the top dog in anything. No. Which is like the point because he's based on like literally. Um, Walt Disney, like, he had lost all the rights to Oswald, he was trying to leave Universal and needed a new character, and so, and then he remembered seeing, like, this mouse just, like, hanging out in the trash can in his studio. He's like, I'm going to, let's do a mouse next, and said, Lillian, let's do, I'm going to talk to you about this mouse, tell me what you think, and eventually Lillian said, no, Mortimer is too sad to name (laughs) Walter. (laughs) Don't name your mouse Mortimer, Mickey is much happier. Which I guess means that his full Christian name would be Michael, which is weird. Yeah, that is a little <laughs> odd. You're making me want to watch House of Mouse. We should include some House of Mouse episodes randomly. <laughs> I mean, it could be a good way for us to choose shorts in the future. Because we are going to try to pair them somewhat thematically yeah. or time-wise. Yeah. They've made it easy for us Like once we get to the more recent stuff. Yes, yes. That will certainly be easier um, with the more recent films. Yeah. All right, so after Mickey gets kicked out of the captain's mm-hmm. boat, mm-hmm. captain's yep. room, what do you call that? The, the captain's the the bow, the bow. I, I don't know, like the captain's house, the the, the place where the <laughs> place where the steering wheel is. Yeah, there's a term for that. I don't know what it is. You'd think I'd know. I'm writing a book about ships, but uh, I don't. So he gets kicked out, and he gets sent to swab the deck, mm-hmm. which he does not do. <laughs> Instead, he throws the water on the bird for laughing at him. Yep. Yeah, and then and then that's when we and it pulls into port, and they that's where we get the chickens and the bells. Like, 
Pete's got this, like, this enormous, like, brick of tobacco, and so he takes a huge bite out of it, and he's, like, his teeth, like, separate, like, the doors of an elevator, and it's, like, this is, like, the tobacco spit comes out, and it t- boomerangs around to ring the bell. It's really such this, it's the kind of humor that you would associate with, like, absurd millennial Gen Z humor today. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that, the elevator teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like, the, I think I saw a bumper sticker the other ta- day that was a picture of Ted Cruz, and it said, this man ate my son. <laughs> and that makes no sense. No sense. But, like, that's the kind of humor... I know, I know exactly what you're trying to do. Because, like, um, they, pull into, they pull into a port, and Mickey's trying to get... You know they've got like he's pu- putting on chickens and but he's where he runs into problem with this cow, and because the cow's too skinny and for some reason he can't just tighten the belt thing that would like <laughs> the crane so it would like lift it up, and so what he does instead is he goes over like apparently there's just a big old pile of hay over on the port, and gets a huge pitchfork's worth of it, and just like sticks the whole thing into the cow's mouth, pulls out the pitchfork and boom the cow's stomach is you know, round enough to fill that belt. <laughs> the idea of animated gags like that being funny definitely hasn't gone away. No. Like, yeah. In the least. Because, <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, like, the improbable is always funny, and things like that are always going to be mega improbable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, um, in the next bit, like, they pick mm-hmm. Minnie up, and so, like, oh the gosh. hook that he, like, so Mickey... Yeah, they, Minnie misses the boat. Right. Minnie misses the boat, so Mickey uses the, like, boat hook thing to, to like, lift her up by her bloomers yes but <laughs> so like the hook animates and like lifts like, up her, her skirt, skirt like a hand and, and then like, grabs her bloomer which had, which had oh sorry one more thing before we forget oh, it back yeah, from yeah, the yeah. cow like while well, the first time he's lifting it up when the cow's still too skinny um like it gets caught on like the cow's udders oh, and yeah. he gets like one of those classic like um Milk shot. Uh, yeah, milk shot. Like, like like the like the seltzer water thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's from a cow. And it's perfect. But yeah, we're on but, the yeah dog. but yeah, Manic Pitsy Dream oh. Girl Mini oh, and this is the boat. And because she's with running, her ukulele you, with her in her ukulele music sheet. Her sheet music and her like little flower hat. Uh. Yeah, they, they lift it, yeah, they lift her up by her by her bloomers, puts her onto the thing, and where a goat proceeds to eat her sheet music for turkey in the straw and her ukulele oh darn <laughs> and <laughs> which i don't know I, which is a fate worthy of most ukuleles <laughs> <laughs> oh man mm-hmm. i was about to make a comment of we all know the guy who played the ukulele in college but I, I, he's my friend so like <laughs> i feel bad saying well, that see, i went to a college full of people like that <laughs> It's fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was more than one at my college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, at my college, you couldn't get away from any of them because they all thought that it was okay to, like, just go down to the student center and just, like, sit there and play because the, the guy-to-girl ratio was so <sighs> way off at my school, especially the ratio of unmarried men to unmarried Ooh. women. I think ours was, like, three-to-one girls-to-guys. Yeah, that's what ours was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it... Technically, it was more than that, but so many of the guys were married that... <laughs> oh, that it balanced out. Yeah. yeah it, no, it was even worse. But it was... Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, but, so anyway, they, the goat... Um, the goat They turned the goat into, like, a Victrola. Yes. Like, they're cranking the tail and turkey in the straw, and then Mickey gets his one-man band fully 
kit out. Yeah. And it kind of turns into animal abuse. Like, he's, a like, little bit, a little he's bit. like, swinging a cat over its head and, like... Squeezing the goose. Squeezing the goose. Like, Does it... Like, some horrible, like, macabre mix between a bagpipe and a trombone. Yeah. Is the way he plays yeah. it. Yeah. Does it weird you out that there are animals that function as animals in this universe, but then, like, Pete, Mickey, and Minnie are animals, but they're sentient? I mean... Pluto and Goofy are both dogs. I know, it just it makes me uncomfortable. Is, like, we're watching it, and I'm like, okay, I know they're animals because humans are hard to animate, I, but yeah, also like you can't, you, you can't think about it too hard, or else you'll, you'll like, or else you'll go insane. Oh, man. And um, did you notice that, like, Mickey, Minnie, like, Mickey just had his shorts on, mm-hmm. but Minnie... She had, like, boobs. She had, well, I was She had, like, boob covers. She had, like, a bra. Pasties. Pasties. She had pasties. She had pasties. They were bigger than pasties. Like, two distinct round, like, ovally (laughs) white spots. I think those go away in later arts. Oh, yeah, they do. But it was odd. Yeah. But 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 for some reason, it was cool. Like, you know, the next animal instrument Mickey goes on to is, like, there's a mama pig. Yeah. Like, who's, you know, she's got all these suckling little babies. And so Mickey's like pulling their pulling the little baby's tails while they while they eat. <laughs> and each like, one makes a different note. So yep, that, he makes a whole song. And then and, the cow teeth. Oh yeah, the cow teeth was interesting. <laughs> playing like a xylophone. Yeah. And then um, and so we get to the end of that. Da, 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 da. And then Pete comes out. He is not happy with this tomfoolery <laughs> because you know music and boat and boats have no relationship at all whatsoever. There's totally other things to do on a boat by yourself, like peel the potatoes. Like peel the potatoes. So he dumps Mickey back into the potato bin, and he's like cutting up the potatoes until you know. Apparently, apparently a lot like these these potato skins are real thick. I think it's supposed to be that he's really bad at peeling potatoes. It could be, because they start out bigger than him, and then, like, they end up, you know, like, small enough to hold in your hand, like, the way that, you know, the ratio of, like, you to a potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's supposed to be that Mickey is just very bad at the sort of, like, labor-intensive work required to be a, like, cabin boy on a little steamboat. Which <laughs> might be something that Walt and, you know, and Up Iwerks related to, because... They, you know, they did menial labor and stuff when animating wasn't enough and when art wasn't enough. Right, right. And I, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel that way sometimes too. <laughs> like I'm not bad at I'm not bad at that stuff. I just don't like doing it. For right, a living. right. Yeah, I'm not the menial labor doesn't bother me so much. Like if you were like, hey, I need you to like swab these floors, I'd be like, oh shoot, I'm so there, and I'd do it. That's true. But if you gave me like, I need you to file these papers, I'd be like, "Mm." are you kidding? I love filing. No. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing I do at my job is enter grades because I just have a piece of paper. Oh, that's different than filing. That's different than filing. It's the same concept. You're organizing (laughs) data and information, and I don't like it. Yeah, we are. Yep, we're both teachers, but in different kinds of. Do you mind? Do you mind saying that that we're teachers? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chase teaches high school, and I substitute mm-hmm. K through eight. Yes, and I so, may also be substituting soon. We'll see oh, uh, if I get a contract this fall. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Um, of course, those are two different worlds, and we. Yeah. Um, so and the short ends with Mickey peeling the potatoes and, and he... throwing throwing some chunks of it at the parrot again because yes. they seem to have a rivalry. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like the precursor to Donald's. 
Could be. <laughs> Could be. And that is Steamboat Willie. That's Steamboat Willie, you guys. It's delightful. You should check it out. <laughs> I think the only other thing, like, we pretty much touched on everything I wrote in my notes. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, or uninteresting things. But I think what was, like, most interesting is that, like, literally not a moment or a frame of the animation is wasted. Yeah. Like, just, like, in comedy you have to set up your gag before mm-hmm. you do the gag so like with pete and the tobacco you have to set up the tobacco he spits before it spits in his face yeah so they set up the humor of the tobacco spit and they hit the bell and so he does it again and then it hits his face they don't even do like usually you do like two punches mm-hmm. before you do your final hit mm-hmm. and they don't even do that they just do the bare absolute yep. minimum and it works for a short very well yeah um but it was just really interesting to note that mm-hmm. And animation today, I know, is exactly the same. And filmmaking, like, time is mm-hmm. money, so you don't waste a minute of it. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting to see it so conservative. Well, well especially since you're drawing every... Right. Every oh, exactly. Hand. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. We're ready to talk about Snow White? All right. Yeah, let's talk about Snow White. So I'm what pumped. do you remember? When was the last time you watched Snow White? Um, it's been... It's been years. I, I I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. I know I have, but it might be the last time that I, you know, like, went back when my family still had VHS. <laughs> like, we still have a VHS player. We just tossed out all our VHSs. Oh, I have my VHSs, but I don't have a VHS player. <laughs> so. Compromise. When we run into those movies that neither of us have on Blu-ray or DVD, we'll yeah. pull out the VHS. That works. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> Um, how about you? When was the last time you watched it? Two months ago. Okay. Um, so, A, I knew we were doing this podcast, yeah. so we hadn't really decided that we would watch it together yet. Yeah. Um, but I was making my Disney Bound for The Prince mm-hmm. um, for Dapper Day, which was just last April. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm sewing my vest for Prince. He's not Prince Charming. For The Prince. Um, I'm very particular. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I'll just put on Snow White while I'm sewing. So I didn't watch it super closely. Um, and I was like, I'm going to watch it again before we like mm-hmm. podcast it for sure. Um, but that was the last time I watched it. Okay. Um, do you remember any of the music from it? Yes. Well, and I had mentioned before that I did that very illegal like play sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember singing like the um, Someday My Prince Will Come in the, mm-hmm. in the Wishing Well song. And my dad likes to do sound stuff. So he found like a karaoke track so that he could record me being the echo, Ooh. being my own echo. And we might have that still someplace, which I don't know. I was a better singer back then than I am now, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, we'll dig that up, and then we'll put that on either the Twitter or the Instagram, and then we'll also make sure I'll regram when I did the Prince, mm-hmm. um, my Snow White did the song, mm-hmm. um, and so I did a very, very deep today that I am very, very proud of in a yes. way I've never been proud of my own voice before. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have a photo of me somewhere, too, in that Snow White costume with, yes. my, with my brother as dwarves. Oh my gosh, we're going to put all of these yes. things on the Instagram. Yes, much too. Well, I mean, one of those brothers is in Argentina now, and so he won't see it. And the other one, sorry, dude. I know you're. I know you're. I know you're 16, and everything I do is embarrassing to you. But let's do okay. This. So we're gonna pause, and we're gonna go watch Snow White together. Um, so if you haven't watched Snow White in a long time, maybe you want to pause and uh, go watch it. We'll be back in a minute.
All right, so we're back. We just finished Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Not dwarves, dwarfs. Dwarfs, the correct way to make dwarves plural, not Tolkien's. Uh... You just said dwarves. <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> it's an ingrained habit. Thank you, J.R.R. Um, so you hadn't seen it in a very long time. That's right. <laughs> so what did you think? Just sort of general reaction. General... Oh. Snow White's a lot more relatable than I remember her being. <laughs> she just, like, well, can walk into any situation, and she's like, okay, I'm the mom here now. <laughs> Which, personally, I relate to very much. That's fair, that's fair. She, um, I had forgotten, I think I noticed this last time I was watching it, but she's very Betty Boop. Like, yeah, everything her about look. her face and her lines and her voice is very Betty Boop. And mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, which happened first, but I forgot to look it up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, it was really cool. This time I was really paying attention to like colors because yeah. it's like the first full length color. And we had just watched, um, Steamboat Willie, which isn't in color. So mm -hmm. I was thinking about, um, how like her dress was colored. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of before like they got all color theory with the princesses mm -hmm. and they're merchandising them. So yeah. she's kind of just this raw color design. I thought that was really interesting yeah. and cool, um, to have her in all those primaries and then, like, the queens and all of the well, and dark I, purples. Yeah, and I liked the kind of, like, the effect that they used to kind of put a sheen in her hair and in, the, mm -hmm. like, the witch's mm -hmm. cloak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you see that, like, in a lot of 30s and 40s animation mm -hmm. um, that, like, I think usually you like, see it in the eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. They have that shiny eyeshadow, um, and you can definitely see that style here. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to go from the beginning, or...? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I don't feel like we need to summarize this one, because if you haven't seen Snow yeah. White, uh, hopefully you at least know the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and there are just, like, you know, little details, like, so we've got the queen in front of the mirror, and mm -hmm. I had been doing my reading, and it, it's part of my reading. I've been, I've been, I haven't finished it yet, but I've been reading the book Snow White's People, which is basically a collection of interviews with the people who made Snow White. And there was one um, with the director of all the queen and mirror sequences, and basically, like, how they cast Lucille Laverne mm. to do the voice. They were bringing in women to do, like, they're trying to ca cast, you know, it was the first time they were casting something like this. And so they were trying to say, okay, we're going to bring in lots of people who can, you know, who have done, like, which sort of voices on um, radio shows and stuff like that. They bring in uh, Lucille Laverne, who is more of a theater actress, and they brought her in. And she's like, oh, hey, can I read some of the Queen lines, too? Like, just for fun. Like, yeah, they weren't planning on doing any double casting or anything. But she read the queen lines, and she was just so good at them. And then she did, like, the witch's cackle, and they are like, holy cow, we got this. <laughs> and so they recorded her right there and said, so, okay, we're going to take this to Walt and see what he says. And Walt's like, yep, that's her. <laughs> that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I um, was noticing, too, it's interesting she like, had a theater background. Mm -hmm. Um I was noticing some of the lines felt very Shakespearean yeah. and like I'm reading Romeo and Juliet with my students right now um and it was just really interesting to see that cadence that I've been like living with for three weeks but um to hear it on the um screen and I was like mm, I need to like count the ims <laughs> in these lines and see if they rhyme all the time mm -hmm. um yeah, that was really interesting. Um, her voice really is, like, mm -hmm. it is the queen. It is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And, like, 
I feel like the queen is not one of the iconic Disney villains in the same way that we look at like mm-hmm. Maleficent mm-hmm. Um, or Mother Gothel, but she, she, she I, yeah, oh, she definitely like holds her own power. Mm-hmm. She's very, very incredible. Well, there's a reason that people love to go meet her at Disneyland. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I saw. I was there. Yeah two days ago and like we saw her as we were leaving I was like oh no I love her <laughs> I have a family friend who like she 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 the only it's the only meet and greet that she'll do mm. and she's you know she goes every now she's been going every now and again for the last 10 years or so and that's the only meet and greet she'll ever do <laughs> is with the queen and uh, another fun side note um is that the voice of the magic mirror the actor has the most Mormon name you could possibly <laughs> humanly imagine. His name is Moroni Olson. He's born in Ogden, Utah. And if you know stuff about that, that's just about... You got a Book of Mormon name, first name, and a Scandinavian last name, which is like, mwah, the classic. <laughs> oh, it's so It was just so funny to me to hear. Yeah, even uh, backing up from even just the mirror scene, the mm-hmm. opening book and the yeah. credits. Oh, um, so this is, um, the opening book is like the classic fairy tale mm-hmm. opening that they end up coming back to when they get the princess and the frog mm-hmm. and the pages and the script. Um, I noticed that they didn't read them aloud, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because I know they do for like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Those are read aloud. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I, that could have been... I don't know, that could have been a budget thing, that could have been... I also, I think it was probably just, like, they hadn't considered it, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, because is... they left it open long enough, it's like, yeah, you know, our yeah. audience can read, it's, you know, 1937. Right, well, and you're coming out of the period of silent film, you know, that wasn't too long ago, people are used to reading films. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that definitely had an impact on it. I've... <laughs> I, like, made a note. My note says Star Wars? <laughs> Question mark. Because um, that's how Star Wars opens with a bunch of oh. words that they aren't read you know to what? you. And I thought that was really interesting. That's inter- and I liked the iconography. I never noticed, like, because yeah. they had, like, a peacock on the, in, on the yes, page. Yes, I wrote that one queen, down. <laughs> which, of course, and then they go and then they go to her and her, war- oh my gosh, her amazing peacock throne. Uh, goals. Game yes. of Thrones can suck it. Peacock throne forever. Oh my gosh, the beautiful peacock throne. Um... <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself because before between the mirror and the peacock throne, we meet Snow White. E- and oh my goodness, her like holy vibrato. I don't think it, we no, we don't meet her until after. No, it goes the it, my notes go, so the oh like, she's the on mirror, the, she's the, on mirror, the throne after the mirror the princess and then meet right, the princess right, right, and then right, right. the throne. Yeah, details. sorry, yeah. So no, um, okay, so okay, let's let's go with Snow White. We'll hold on the peacock throne. Yeah, <laughs> and talk holy, about Snow White. Holy vibrato, uh, yes. very classical mm-hmm. singing style. Mm-hmm. Jazz was not yet mainstream, and <laughs> it shows. And I mean. It's one of those cute things. It's a, I mean, there are such cute, all beautiful details. Like, mm-hmm. you get those spring blossoms mm-hmm. that tell you exactly what time it is, and she's yeah. singing into the well, and and I love the perspective from when you're, like, it's like you're looking into the well, and you get the the ripples. Yeah, 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 and like her face so, and the ripples. And it's so, the... it's so ambitious for something like, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to do something really big. Like, would you even attempt something like that? Yeah, there's a lot of really, and just throughout the film, they do a lot of those classic animation gags that were mm-hmm. very, very like Steamboat Willie, where they're yeah. just little physical things that are cute and funny. So they've definitely, like, got that. Um, but what I thought was really interesting, um, this is something I think we talked about. I must have mm-hmm. learned it in film school. I don't know where else I would have learned it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the lines on Snow White are so soft. 
Um, and like they're very very hard to see unless you're yeah. looking for the lines, which is so different from how we see cartoons today. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the things that um, with this because they didn't know like it was such a mm-hmm. huge risk. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the big questions was they didn't know if people would connect to a human that was animated. Mm-hmm. Like animals could be fun and silly, yeah. and people would like understand that Mm -hmm. but would they see a person Mm -hmm. drawn and animated as someone that they could connect with and so Snow White is very hyper realistic especially compared to later animations and we'll talk about this with Sleeping Beauty she's the first stylized um, animated film um, which is why it's my favorite (laughs) Um, but the prince is also similarly animated to Snow White where they're both like trying to make them hyper-realistic and the queen is supposed to be very beautiful and she's Mm -hmm. hyper-realistic. Whereas, like, the dwarves and the hag are a little more caricaturistic and their lines are thicker, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Yeah, I was noticing how soft everything was mm -hmm. on on Snow White, like, how it was hard to tell, like, if she actually had a nose or not. Yeah, sometimes it was hard to see her nose. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. I love, you know, it's all she's singing her song. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could have put more vibrato into that. <laughs> and then you just get the prince, like, he's just hanging out. And, like, he just kind of peeks over. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, and then hops the wall. Mm-hmm. And he joins in. And it's like, okay, that's cute, blah, blah, blah. And then and then it, he... Oh, <laughs> and, True and, day. Yeah, that's the that one. one. <laughs> yes. And, that's hello, did I frighten you? <laughs> he's right. Oh, god. What a great... First thing. Disney princes. I know, I know. <laughs> Man. Um, even, okay, so let's, even before he gets there, though, one of the things mm-hmm. that, um, okay, so a long time ago, I know you're familiar with my Prince Philip post mm-hmm. um, that makes its way around Tumblr time to time, <laughs> um, but I also did one for Snow White about how, what a great princess she is. Yeah. Um, and in it, I talked about how she talks to birds and you know why? It's because she's lonely. Princesses don't have friends. That's why they have animal friends. Um, But I think that's like really important to her character. Like she is a princess and princes are supposed to have like certain amounts of stature and grace and she doesn't have any of that. She's just a girl who scrubs some steps and talks to some Mm -hmm. birds in a dirty dress. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even like in you, and you might even think, oh, well, she is a princess. You think that she would have like some idea of, oh, this is what I should be? No, she's going to talk to the animals anyway. Not just because she's lonely, but because, you know, she wants to be nice to them. Yeah, she's kind and good. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that is so crucial for princesses and and beauty and fairy tales. Exactly. And Snow White, in in this, in these, in her first scene here, she is lash and cut crease goals. Mm. Holy cow. Mm hmm. Like, mm-hmm. where do I get lashes like that? <laughs> and it's, it was really funny, like, um, and then the end of, like, you know, the prince singing to her is, like, she kisses, you know, like, the, they kiss via bird. Yes. <laughs> Which is... so cute. It's so cute. So but, like, cute. if it were to happen... Yeah, and you're glad it's a cartoon, because in real life, that would be horrifying. <laughs> well, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> although, like... Let's be real. If I was hanging out with a guy and he kissed his dog and then sent his dog over to give me a kiss, I would think that was the cutest thing I'd ever experienced, and I would probably marry him right there. Okay. Maybe it's just my prejudice against birds. That's fair. I don't like birds either. Um, 
Okay, the one thing I want to touch on, um, unless you have other things to say about the prince. Um, no. Okay, okay. So this is really important to me, and it is going to come up every time we talk about Disney movies and songs. Um, is it's so important to me. I also wrote an essay on this for me, not for school. But <laughs> when characters sing, they're, like, revealing their soul. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can't lie in a song. So one of the things that, like... Disney princes and princesses get a lot of flack for is they meet once and they fall in love mm -hmm. and you don't even know them yeah. but like the idea with music is that you do know them it's not just that it's a fairy tale love yeah. it's that when he says he has only one song for her mm -hmm. you know it's truthful because he's singing it mm -hmm. and then we see this again with the animals when yeah. she sings they trust her yeah. and it's this idea that you can't lie when you're singing because yeah. it's so rooted in your soul and your passion mm -hmm. I think that's such cool concept as like a way of expressing fairy tale truths mm -hmm. well, in I mean, film and it's you know and it's similar you know in any you know musical theater anything that has songs yeah. it's like okay you want to show us what's going on yeah. yeah it's a soliloquy exactly and like and even like you know actors who are trying to be deceitful in a musical you even when they're singing you know that they're lying you already know that they're lying right right yeah there's one time that Disney breaks this, but we might... We'll get to that. We'll save that. We'll, we'll, yeah, that's, that's, that's a long... I think I know what you're talking about, and that's a long ways down the road. It's a long ways down the road. I just still am so torn up about it. So torn up about it. I mean, we can save that. Yeah. Someday I'll break and talk about it before we get there, but not mm. today. Um, so... I'm doing on the prince. We can okay, so, the prince. Oh my the gosh, throne. Oh my the gosh, the peacock throne. <laughs> like, you guys, this is, it's seriously like a beautiful piece of art. So gorgeous. Like, and she just has all these incredible, like, details in in the way that she styled the castle mm -hmm. that like you would love to see today like the magic mirror has like these icons around them it's it's, it's the zodiac like, so you could actually if you go to disneyland and you go to the animation studio mm -hmm. when you um you walk into the sorcerer's workshop mm -hmm. they have the zodiac symbols around the magic mirror mm -hmm. but there is disney characters oh so guess which disney character cancer is it's Sebastian. Yes, it is Sebastian. <laughs> Guess which character Gemini's are. <laughs> it's 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 not Tweedledee and Tweedledum, is it? It is, in fact, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take for us to get to discussing our own signs. Yeah, not long at all. Not very long at all. Wow. But it's in the movie, it so... It is in the movie, so it did come up naturally. So... Um, it was gonna come up eventually anyway. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> but yeah, so that was really cool. Um, the mm -hmm. art on the mirror. I will mm -hmm. say that uh, Once Upon a Time's Huntsman is much cuter uh, than this Huntsman. <laughs> but I guess that's really hard to beat Once Upon a Time's Huntsman. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't watched that, right? I've watched four episodes of it. So okay. Oh, okay. We're gonna go. We're gonna go look up after we record. Okay. I will show you I, this beautiful. I'm, I'm, I, I I'm gonna show you right now while we're recording. <laughs> So talk about something. Anyway, but, um, I, and you can tell, one of the ways that you can tell that they filmed live actors as references for how to animate, and I mean, um, and, and, and Snow White's people, they talk about doing this because they're like, yeah, we've never animated people like this before. We don't know. Oh my gosh. Where do I know him from? I don't know, but isn't he beautiful? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? He's yeah. He's a good looking dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that, I like, I like me a good beard. I really do. What is his name? Jamie Dorman. 
Jamie Dornan. That's his Okay. Name. Did you want to know what else he's in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. But, um, we keep talking. But one of the ways that you can tell that they filmed live actors as referenced for the animation is by the queen's makeup. She's yes. got, I just got film struck, so I've been watching a lot of, like, old, old movies, like, a, like, I think right now in my rewatch, whenever I get sick of the silence, I skip ahead to the t- talkies, and I, I've been watching a lot of um, Jean Harlow. Jean Harlow is her name, and um, and you, you've got that, per- like, those thin, drawn-out, like, full rainbow eyebrows and that heavy eyeliner and those full, felt like, over-defined lips, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just it just rocks so hard on the queen. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. She's... Mm-hmm. Very, very well done and very beautiful and very mm-hmm. renaissance and yeah. gorgeous. It's it's fantastic. And so so then we get to Snow White. Uh, and so she almost gets murdered. But before yes. she does, she helps a little burb find its parents, which honestly, in, that's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad last act on Earth. Let's no, be real. it's not. Um, in film, we call that the save the cat sequence. Yes, that's right. That's how you. <laughs> yep, I've never read that book. It's a good book, actually. Very helpful. What was I? I was just watching something recently where I was like, oh my god. Oh, no, I wasn't watching. I was writing something. Um, and I had to, like, create this character. And I had to, like, introduce him and make you care for him so that he could nearly die just by the end of the chapter. So I had a very short amount of time to work with this guy. So I was writing and I'm like, okay, I have to give him a save the cat moment. Mm-hmm. And it worked flawlessly. The comments were all like, oh my gosh, I would die for this boy. Why is he in trouble? And I was like, okay, good. I did that right. <laughs> Wait, was this in, was this, in this is my Harry Potter fic, yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I will be advertising this podcast on my Harry Potter fic, so... Okay. Uh, and my Harry Potter fix the thing on the top of my Twitter. So it's my life. My life's work. Um, it really is. Jumping back to uh, Dornan, what you don't know him from is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> That's what he's most known for. Okay. Um, which is why his name is unfamiliar to the both of us. <laughs> yes. But I recognize his face because I have spent lots and lots of time stuck in traffic in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'll do it. But you know what we can be excited for? He's going to play Will Scarlet in the new Robin Hood. Yeah, so excited about that. He's also going to be in Trolls 2. (laughs) I don't know if you're excited about that one. No, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that'll be exciting. I think I knew he was playing Will Scarlet and I had, like, forgotten. So now I'm excited all over again. Oh, boy. So anyway, Snow White saves a bird Mm -hmm. and then does not get murdered because the Huntsman is a kind soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, okay, little girl, run into the forest. <laughs> Which, you know, is like the smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, the evil queen is very powerful mm-hmm. and evil. Um, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see later on how she treats her prisoners. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are they even her prisoners? We don't know. But we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Um, um, but in the forest, then? The scary trees! And I, I were... And then... When I was watching this part, I'm like, oh, yeah, this totally scared me oh as a Oh, my kid. gosh. Me, too. I thought it was literal. I yeah, thought the too. forest was actually like that. And I remember being, like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11, and I mentioned, I was like, the forest is so scary. And, like, like why is the forest like that? And my mom was like, no, 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 it's all in her head. And I was like, no, it's not, Mom. Like, the trees <laughs> look like that. And that that is also relatable. It's like, oh, not real, Ginger. It's just, it's just so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely did and then, not and the like next, the forest. The next relatable thing that happens is animals finding her crying in broad daylight. 
Yeah, hashtag relatable. <laughs> um, and then, like, she likes it. She's like, I feel better now that I've cried about it. And I'm like, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I thought that th- that wasn't what made her feel better was that, and then she's oh, like, Oh, she sings about yeah, it. Yeah, she sings about it. And, uh, like, because at first she's like, Oh, geez, did I upset you guys? Yeah. Here, let's find a way to make me feel better. And, like, <laughs> and then she sings with a smile That's right. and a song, which That's right. I totally, like, half these songs I'd pretty much forgotten about. I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, I love this one. Like, with a smile yeah. and a song is so sweet. It is. There's lots of fun music in this one that, mm-hmm. like, everyone knows Someday My Prince Will Come. And hi-ho. most people know, oh, yeah, everyone knows Hi Ho. Mm-hmm. Most people know Whistle While You Work mm-hmm. because we all sang it while we were children doing our chores. That's right. <laughs> but I feel like that's really it. And no one, I mean, my favorite really is the ho-hum, the tune is dumb. I love that song and that scene. I mean, we'll get to it, mm-hmm. but... That's my favorite. And then I remember I, I wrote about that scene when I was talking about how great Snow White is. And that, mm-hmm. like, that's what I do when I get scared and anxious. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'll sing while I do it. It'll make me feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then so she gets the animals to trust her because she sings. And it's you so funny. You can't lie to animals if nope. you're singing at them. That's right. And the animals know that. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read um, Aragon? Yes. The book... It reminds me of, like, the rule that you can't lie in Elvish. Mm-hmm. Um, that idea that you can't lie in song. I feel like that's really comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, not to bring up old films, but, like, Tangled, we could talk about, like, Mother Gothel's song, Mother Knows Best, which would be a good example of manipulating truth. Yeah, we'll get there. But, anyway, I just think that's really cool. Yep. And then, so the animals help her find a little place to stay, and it's like, okay, guys, thanks. Glad your territorial instincts haven't kicked in. You don't realize this is somebody else's space. <laughs> but maybe they do know more than they're letting on because when Snow White, oh, and they all run away. And she's, oh, and then it's just the chair. And they come back in. And it's such a huge mess. Mm-hmm. Because men can be gross and useless sometimes. Yep. And maybe the animals know who they are because they know that they don't have a mother. Maybe they just want to get the place cleaned up. Yeah, maybe the animals are tired of these, like, garbage men living with them. (laughs) And, like, the animals know where the dwarves work. Yeah. So maybe the animals are just really, really sick of, like, the garbage men living with them. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, And so, and speaking of the garbage men, we go and meet them. And I remember loving those sparkles, like, mm -hmm. as a kid. And wouldn't that be so nice to just mine fully pre-cut gems? Right. Like. What a dream. I know. So nice. Was Oh, uh, I think well, it's really interesting, too, that they go straight from um, Snow White cleaning the house and the men mm-hmm. working. Like, it's like the scenes are cut yeah. right in a line. And it's very much like this mashup of, like, feminine homemaking and mm-hmm. then, like, masculine workplace. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Not that this is, like, a feminist commentary on yeah. Disney, but mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting and worth noting. Yeah, and one of my favorite moment from Hi Ho was Dopey, like, lo- they're locking up the gems in the vault, and they have just the best security system. <laughs> they lock the door, <laughs> and then they leave the, co- the key on a peg by the door. Like, okay, so if someone wants to steal your diamonds, they don't even have, like, the keys there next to the door. You don't even take it with you. I know. Okay, but real question, what are they, like, how is this their job? They don't do anything with the diamonds. They even say, like, we're getting these diamonds and we don't know what for. They don't sell them. They just put them in the vault and that's it. They're done with their day. That's their whole work day. Capitalism. 
<laughs> if they resold, then that'd be capitalism. It's not even capitalism. It's collecting. Well, they don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you're. You know what? <laughs> well, knows? I mean, like the idea of like not even knowing why you're working. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. And um, and so you know they're on their way back, and Snow White is like, okay, time to oh. sleep. Before we get to Snow White, yes. sorry, I want to talk about the dwarves one more thing. I meant, I briefly mentioned the dwarves look more like characters versus, mm-hmm. like, the prince and Snow White. Mm-hmm. I made a note here to remind myself to talk about how feminine the prince looks. Um, he's very, very mm-hmm. girly looking, and that's something that we're going to see a lot mm-hmm. as we move forward. And part of the reason why the prince is only in the beginning mm-hmm. and the end is because animators haven't figured out how to do attractive and masculine in this, like, same time. Well, and... I think it's interesting. I mean... And back then, what you know, the guys that they were filming, they were pretty clearly wearing makeup too. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, even just like, like, like the cut of his jaw, and like it's true, it's, it's Prince Philip and Prince Charming have the same style of features, and it's not really mm-hmm. until we get to Prince Eric that we have a prince with a square jaw, with a square jaw, yeah, mm-hmm. who's like attractive and masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really interesting, and we can talk more about that later. Yeah, because um, I have some fun facts from Sleeping Beauty on that one. Mm-hmm. The thing, the question that I have is. Um, Snow White's like, okay, t- I'm tired. Let's go. We'll see what's upstairs. You didn't clean upstairs. That's gonna be even worse, girl. I don't know. It seems like they keep their clothes in their dishes downstairs, so maybe upstairs is fine. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's a very good I, question, I'm just, though. I, I'm just worried. It's like, <clears throat> are there just a bunch of socks up there? <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of undergarments strewn yeah. about. Apparently yeah. not. But, but yeah, she's you know she falls asleep across three of the beds, mm-hmm. which. And then the animals settle in, too, which is totally rude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're very glued to Snow White. She just has they that are. that energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then... But then they hear the dwarves coming back, and they make a run for it. And I noticed... Uh, so they're, the dwarves are coming back in the line, and Dopey's got a red light on the end of his pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the caboose! Yes, it's so cute. Oh, my I gosh. I love Dopey so much. I know. Okay, which dwarf are you? Probably sleepy. Sleepy? Guess which dwarf I am. No. <laughs> no not grumpy. Not grumpy. <laughs> no. uh, 110% I am Doc. <laughs> I talk like Doc. <laughs> I do too. Actually, I mean, I think I've been doing pretty good on this podcast so far. Um, but when I lecture, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to accidentally spoonerize on this podcast at least once. My dad spoonerizes on purpose. I do it completely on accident just because I'm talking faster than I can think. Right? Which is the worst. <laughs> okay, um, so they have the big dramatic scene where the dwarves are sneaking into their own house to murder whatever creature mm-hmm. has taken over it. Oh no, the house is clean! And the birds are just messing with them. The birds are so <laughs> funny. Um, and and I noticed that they were like, oh, Jiminy Crickets, the lights are on. I'm like, that's not a character yet. That's no, a, Jiminy... Uh, that, that's one of those soft, soft cusses. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. Uh, a... Be like, you know, the, um, the, what's a good... Gosh. Yeah, no, I'm looking for a, uh, bastardization of Benedict Cumberbatch, which is essentially what Jiminy Crickets is. <laughs> um, it's the same, Blue- same Blueberry idea. corn muffins. Blueberry corn muffins. There we go. That's the same concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they're like, okay, Dopey, let's go upstairs. Dopey's yes. Dopey, but he's not dumb. He doesn't want to go. No. What do you think of, um... This is a good place to talk about it. Um, so it struck me while we were watching that Dopey is probably autistic. 
Like I had that thought too. He wrote. They probably weren't writing him with like, "We're gonna write a disabled character into our first feature-length animated full-color, full-sound mm-hmm. film." That probably wasn't on their minds yeah. at all. Um, much less, I wouldn't even consider Dopey positive representation. Yeah, um, he's very much treated like a pet in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really interesting that like they are essentially basing these characters off of like interactions with other people and like mm-hmm. grumpy is very real as a character oh my and gosh. so is doc and like all each of the characters mm-hmm. you like you're like i know that old man <laughs> um, <laughs> but like with dopey i think that he's probably based on somebody autistic which i thought was really interesting mm-hmm. and really kind of cool um in a 1930s mm-hmm. way i guess mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah um, and it's you know so they realize oh it's not a it's not a monster it's a girl and not even a girl oh grumpy felt so real he's like I'm free <laughs> and you can't trust any man who refers to women as female it's true they sound like they sound like Ferengis <laughs> from Star Trek <laughs> um, and he is that guy yep. We're going to talk about lots of examples of this later because there are so many. So many. And everybody else seems like totally cool having S- Snow White there. And it, it, I got this jive that they would have, you know, they would have hid her from somebody who wanted to kill her for free. She just offers to be their maid. Yeah. Which is very nice of her. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that was something else that I had talked about when I talked about Snow White is that she is a princess who has a very limited skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, her skill set is pretty much in cooking and cleaning because she's basically been relegated to like slave chores mm-hmm. um but she immediately like offers her services mm-hmm. as that sounded that's not the way i meant that in any way um, no but i mean it's but it's, yes. it's a good leadership skill to like know know what yeah. you know how to do and then offer it like and quid pro quo exactly <laughs> and um, so she's like okay you know she immediately becomes their mother Oh, the most relatable. before that, there's this really beautiful shot of her sleeping on the beds when they first pull the covers back, mm-hmm. and they do that perfect soft candle lighting oh, on her face. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting about that shot is you could argue, like, everyone going to see this would probably mm-hmm. be familiar with the fairy tale Snow White. I would assume mm-hmm. fairy tales were pretty prolific literature um, in that time period. Mm-hmm. Not the way they are for us in that we grew up on Disney movies, mm-hmm. but... The fairy tales are familiar, mm-hmm. um, so everyone would know that Snow White would be, like, dead asleep later on mm-hmm. in the film. So it was really interesting to have that close-up shot with the completed animation of One Breath, which oh. I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, to have that as, like, the, like, we know that she's gonna, like, die later, but here's, like, her sleeping and breathing. I thought it was really beautiful, really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she offers her services um, and makes them wash. Before we get to the amazing washing scene, I have oh a very gosh. important question that I thought of this. Yes. And you mentioned, like, Snow White really steps in and mothers the men. Mm-hmm. Where did Snow White learn to be a mother? Like, <gasps> I was thinking about that oh those whole gosh. time. She, like, is like, no, go straight outside and wash. And, like, mm-hmm. you're not getting a bite to eat until you're clean. Like, somebody mothered her and I want to know who it was oh and like gosh. did she know her mother when did her mother die when did she get a stepmother like I had so many questions was, it like, was it like another servant or? I don't know like did she have like a nurse very like Juliet style where she was raised by like a servant I don't like oh my gosh I'm like this is not something that the filmmakers probably like, ever considered yeah but I have so many questions yeah that is that is real 
And yeah. so, and then here's where we start to see, like, what kind of men the dwarves are, period. Yes. Um, and so, who, like, and so Grumpy is like, uh Real men don't take care of themselves. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, okay, okay. But, like, when Snow White's like, you like, oh, maybe you did wash them. And I'm like, oh, yes, recently. Like, well, when? I was, like, struck by, this is me asking my students if they did their homework. (laughs) 110%. Like, no, I have it in my bag. Miss Chase, I have it in my bag. I'm like, mmm. If you give it to me, like, in 45 minutes, I will know that you did it during class. Like, it's just, like, that dynamic was very familiar to me. (laughs) I thought it was funny. But, yeah, so they go washing. And so it's like, oh, there you go. Some men who can appreciate skincare. Yes. Um, and Doc, especially, he is, um, in my notes, he is a soft boy. <laughs> they all are. Well, except for Grumpy. Maybe, maybe he is eventually, but, like... Grumpy's a secret soft boy. Yeah, but he's got a very incel outside. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> and so they wash themselves up, and then they're like, come on, Grumpy, you're gross. And then Grumpy's like, oh, next thing you know, you're going to be wearing flowers and putting bows in your beard. It's like, that's amazing and so they do that to him they can make a really good flower crown they do I, who taught them how to make flower crowns another they're, real question they're soft boys <laughs> um one thing that i love about the scene like i love the song mm-hmm. a i'm going to mm-hmm. now sing it every time i'm like washing my face and brushing my teeth um but th- the like relatable humor throughout which we like we kind of talked about this mm-hmm. with steam but willie some of the little mm-hmm. gags that were just funny but like this scene is chock mm-hmm. full of them everything from like looking for a towel with like their eyes full of soap and water and like they grab like the beard and dopey eating the soap dopey eating the soap that's iconic my other favorite was like i'm not someone who wears glasses but i know this struggle where like doc like cleaned his glasses put them on and then i think happy like splashed the water right back (laughs) into his glasses and doc was like not sure what to do it was very funny Mm -hmm. um yeah i love that scene that scene is so good it was nice. And then, so we're back to the castle and the mirror mm-hmm. freaking rats on the Huntsman and yeah. on Snow White. okay, so <laughs> does the, okay, so we're, I mean, I kind of assumed always my whole life the mirror is like somehow bound to tell the truth, mm-hmm. right? Like, it never lies. Is it sentient? Does I mean, it, it's, does it have a sense of she morality calls it a slave in the magic mirror. That's right. Yeah, so it is somehow bound to her in that fashion, and mm-hmm. arguably if it's a slave and not a tool, mm-hmm. it's sentient in some level. Um, so I, I like wrote the question, I'm like, like, wait, what is the magic mirror, and what are its motivations, and who does it like actually like, or does it have any of that? Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be like very much this all-powerful being, mm-hmm. like it's all-knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do anything which is really interesting yeah. um have you ever read fairest by gail carson levine okay <laughs> okay sorry. sorry but i was thinking I of that her, i just gave her a look like because gail carson <laughs> levine is like my number one anyway anyway um i've got a lot of gail carson but levine. we didn't talk about fairest, fairest when we brought up that we'd be watching snow white sorry which so i but i was thinking of skolmy and like yeah. that evil mirror and wondering like is the magic mirror? It's like it can be cast as a villain, and it is in yeah, some it, Disney it, circles. Well, and it is. It does have like that spooky looking face. Yeah, its face is super spooky. I mean, I think it's, I think it's inspired by Greek masks. I can see that. Right. Um, but it, I don't know. And it's got like a, a voice like the haunted mansion narrator. Yes, very very haunted, mm-hmm. very low and slow, almost Snape like. <laughs> 
So <laughs> with its pauses. Queen knows the truth. She's mad. She yes. runs down the stairs and she twirls her cape just so, which is amazing, which is another thing that you get from having ha- having actors acted out as a reference because that's something that the actress did was like twirled the cape that way the way she did and it looked incredible god that cape twirl i know and she's got this cool ass chemistry set <laughs> yeah well i'm potion making set let's be she's magical uh, y- potions y- you know are just what chemistry I mean. but, but yes but, I mean, but it's not like the advanced lab stuff like the glass like yeah the things yeah and- which is funny so uh the friar has all of that in the romeo and juliet film um from the 60s which i was like oh we just watched that scene today <laughs> this feels familiar <laughs> Um, and she's, you know, being a huge drama queen and gives up her beauty to protect Yes, her the one beauty. thing she values the most, which I thought was really interesting. Um, which I guess means it would have been easy for her to change back. She makes a comment when she comes out of the cottage at the end, mm-hmm. like, I'm the fairest in the land now. And so it made me think, like, okay, I guess she could change back. But it's also, like, it'd be very easy to interpret that narrative as like she can't and mm-hmm. she sacrificed the one thing she valued because she was so caught up in her revenge mm-hmm. and anger that'd be a very fairy tale like yeah. thing um mm-hmm. and she so- goes straight to the poison apple as her spell yep which um i'm assuming you have familiarity with the original yes. fairy tale um so for those who don't there are originally two other trials that snow white faces mm-hmm. um the first attempt is the queen gives her a magic headband Mm -hmm. um which gives her a headache and she dies and then they remove the headband Mm -hmm. the dwarves when they're preparing her for burial and And she's fine and then there's like a poison hairbrush or something uh i think it's a hair thing and it's a corset in yeah yeah um so so i've heard it as a hair clip that was i've heard it as a brush like the brushing your hair okay Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and I read one version that specifically said a headband that made the most sense to me. Where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it pressed on her head, and that was made yeah. her pass out. It makes then, sense to me. And then a corset. Corset, like, which, it sucked the breath out of her. Yeah. And so when they, like, undid the corset to prepare her for burial, she could breathe and was fine. And then the poison apple. She, like, choked on it, basically. She choked on it. And then the version I read, they, like, moved her for burial, and so she coughed up the apple when yep. they moved her. So there was no true love's kiss. Yeah. Or first love's kiss. I'm sorry. This is not true love's. It's first love. So who knows? Love's love's. Any, just regular love. <laughs> regular but love. First, but it's the first kiss. If you kissed before, sorry, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, so it's love's first kiss. Yes. So, I mean, she does kiss each dwarf goodbye, and those don't count as first love's kiss, even though... Love's first kiss. That, yeah. Because that's a different kind of love, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I admit they probably didn't try or, because, And I guess yeah. her kiss with the bird and mm-hmm. the prince doesn't count either. That doesn't count either. <laughs> and so, um... Meanwhile, back at the cottage, they're having a hotel. Oh, wait, are you going to talk about skeletons? No, that's, that's... Oh, is that that's, later? That's oh, later. Oh, my God. I think yeah, the apple... The yeah, she transforms herself. Oh, that's right. And then she does the apple. Sorry. So that's Meanwhile, back at the cottage, they're having a hoedown, and they sing a silly song, which I... Which I actually remember. Like, did you ever have like those like deep, like those VHS collections of like the Disney sing-along songs? I did not, but I had friends who did. Because I had those, and that's like... And I was like, wait, I remember this song. I remember the yodeling, and I remember that cool mm-hmm. organ mm-hmm. that they've got. And I had forgotten about Dopey's really cool jazz drum solo. Yeah. I love that scene so much. It's so much like a family just hanging out. Yeah. And, like, so going back to, like, who raised Snow White? I wonder, like, did Snow White ever have this? And, like, is this her first real family? Um, mm-hmm. Those questions. But also just, like, the idea that 
there was a time when that was what you did for entertainment. You just kind of hung out and people <laughs> would like sing songs and perform and tell stories and you yeah. just spent time together in that way. And I thought that was really cool and really fun. Yeah. Um, and then, so they're done. They go and lots and lots of musical gags. So yeah. many musical oh gags. Very, very similar <laughs> to Steamboat Willie. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of like you go between, throughout Snow White, you kind of go between like, here's this big dramatic scene that's new and we've never mm -hmm. done before. And in case that was uncomfortable, here's a familiar set of musical gags that you can all enjoy. Mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And then they say, okay, Snow White, tell us a story. And yes. that's how you know that another 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 um, piece of evidence of them being soft boys. They <laughs> love her love story. They're just like, yes, please tell us. I want to hear this. And I think that's um, not to, like, I'm going to try really hard not to put, like, um, no, that's not how I say that. I'm going to put a feminist spin on everything because I'm a feminist. Same. I don't want this to be a feminist theory podcast Same. where we analyze feminist theory. But I think it's really interesting that... The dwarves are never coded as demasculated. It's really only grumpy yeah. that is like resistant to any of the things that like might be coded as feminine. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really interesting. Like the dwarves are interested in the love story regardless of it being feminine or masculine. Yeah. Very, very open. And I thought that was really kind of interesting and cool. Um, so hygiene Which, and love are not gendered. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Man. That should be on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> should be, like, on, on a pillow or on, like, the banner of every college boy dorm, please. Oh, hygiene and love are not gendered. Anyway. Just, like, men coming to college for the first time. Big old man is hygiene. Hygiene and love are not gendered. Oh. Um, and then, okay, and then it's okay, guys, time for bed. And... They they basically volunteer to sleep downstairs, mm -hmm. and so she goes up. She says her her prayers before mm -hmm. bed, and we see this in a lot of Disney characters for a long time, and then mm -hmm. it kind of goes away. Mm -hmm. So we get to Tiana, which well, is interesting. It's interesting that Tiana is the character they bring back bedtime prayers with for lots of reasons. And we'll yeah, but, and we'll yeah, get we there. can talk about that later. But I just want to bring that up now. Yeah, like um, she's not the first princess who will say bedtime prayer. Uh, she may actually be the only princess who says bedtime prayers, but other characters will. Yeah. Before. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, and then she's, she includes in her hair. Oh, and please make Grumpy like me. Mm -hmm. And apparently Grumpy can hear this, and he's like, ugh. <laughs> which, like, apparently, I guess, like, praying is also too feminine, which is, like... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, which is, like... And I think that's that was probably fairly cultural in the 30s. Like, the women are the ones who organize to church. The women are the ones who get the children saying their bedtime prayers. Mm -hmm. Even though the church is a male-dominated field, the culture of it is feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, like... That's well, another podcast. Well, that's, that's, well, yeah, that's a whole other podcast about, you know, church... Like, churches are about authority. We could have done that podcast. You and I could have done a podcast We very much could have done that podcast. We won't. <laughs> we won't. We won't. We could, but we won't. And so, sorry, you're probably going to get some religious things coming up there. Especially, like, there are some, I'm like, we're not going to be able to avoid it. <laughs> no. Um, and now, we get back to the apple, and she's like, okay, let's make the apple, and let's make it super red so she'll want to eat it. It's like, joke's on you. Red apples are gross. <laughs> they didn't used to be. I, I'm sure they didn't. Like, they didn't used to be, all, like, way too soft. And, yeah, like, no, they used ugh. to be very good. Red apples, once upon a time, were very delicious. Mm -hmm. That's why they were called red delicious, and now it, they are it, not. It is all about that Granny Smith. Yeah. 
Granny and Smith and a honey honey crisp. crisp. Thank you. Those are reddish, but and how this is how you know the political system under the queen is so yikes. This is a, this <laughs> now we're getting back to the prisoner thing. She's okay, coming you do down your the, piece and I'll do my She's coming she's coming down the stairs as as the witch now and with her basket of apples and there's like a cage and there's like a skeleton reaching for like there's a pitcher of water just out of reach or there you know there probably was water and at some point she's like I eat thirsty and she kicks the pitcher into the bones and scatters them everywhere which is like so that's that's my question. Bones take a very long time to become bones, mm-hmm. or bodies take a long time to become bones. Mm-hmm. So did they die under the evil queen's rule? I imagine we're supposed to think that. Yeah. But practically speaking, did they die under the queen's rule? And arguably they didn't. Snow there White... Could, there could have been a magical form of death that would have reduced them to bones quicker. But it looks like he died trying to reach the water pitcher. That's true. So, okay, so here's my theory that I just came up with right now when we were talking that is not true at all. But it's a very interesting interpretation of the film. Um, we don't actually believe this, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I listen to, like, a conspiracy theory podcast, and they have to be like, we don't believe this, but there are people out here, and it's still interesting. And yeah. so I'm like, this is not Snow White canon, but it's interesting. Yes. So the Bones probably died long before the Queen came to power, because Snow White is, like, what, 14? Snow White's ridiculously young. She's little. She's very little. And, um... And if she is very Juliet-inspired, I don't know mm-hmm. if she is, but it feels that way in a lot mm-hmm. of the things that, like, in the... Mm-hmm. But Juliet's only 13. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're talking about, like, fairy tales and classical literature, young female mm-hmm. protagonists are common. Mm-hmm. So the queen can't be in power more than 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, or if she was in power more than 13 years, and let's say that the king is just as evil as her, maybe Snow White is the bastard child of the king. Maybe the mother who raised her is, in fact, a servant, and that's where she got her mothering skills, and the queen's still her stepmother. But then why would the, why would the um, dwarves recognize her as the princess? Maybe the, the king her? wants her to inherit. They don't, like, recognize her as the princess, mm-hmm. like, by face. They know her by name. Mm-hmm. Which is how it would be back then. Yeah. But, like, so maybe that's why she gets to, like, disappear with a prince, because nobody else wanted her. Maybe. I don't know. That's an idea. Huh. Um, anyway, so the queen is evil and murders people and makes fun of dead bodies. Yep. Which are not nice things to do. Nope. And so we go back to Snow White. She, um, it's the next morning. She gives each of the dwarves a kiss goodbye as they leave. And she's very nice about how she, like, you know, she, she'll tilt Dopey's head just so. Because, you know, she's like, I don't want to kiss you on the lips, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dopey's a cutie. Yeah. And then we go into Disney's true... Oh, don't forget Grumpy. Yes, that's true. He, he doesn't want the kiss, but he, he definitely does. groomed himself to get the kiss and made a fuss about mm-hmm. it. Which, like, boys, just be honest with your feelings. Yes. We don't <laughs> mind. It's not a weakness. And then we... <clears throat> now we're to Disney's original, like main cultural lie. It's not that, oh, being a princess is just the best and getting married will make you live happy ever after. No. It's that making pies is fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love making pies. I struggle with it. And um, she just, you know, she's making her gooseberry pie for Grumpy because he finally likes her. Yes. Um, Real question. Who taught that bird calligraphy? That bird writes a full cursive Grumpy out of the pie crust. That is true. (laughs) That is true. I mean, but these were also birds who, like, knew to walk, maybe, 
hopefully knew how to wash their feet. That's true. To pinch the thing closed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, she makes it look so nice. And it's like, no, it's hard. And it's yeah, not always going to look true. good. It's hard. Yeah. And it's not even going to look good, probably. I made uh, roses out of pie crust one time. It looked pretty nice. That's true. But um, mostly I do tarts, though. So mm-hmm. it's a different kind of crust. Easier. Yeah. And a different um, kind of filling. <laughs> and then, oh, no, it's a witch. And yes. Snow White does, like... Like, in theory, she does all the right things. She's, like, nice to people who don't look as nice, that don't look yeah, that she's, nice. she's polite to the hag, but cautious. She's like, ah, yeah. scary lady at my window, and I'm, like, yeah. on the but, run. But, but, like, when, but when she, like, apparently has, you know, like, heart trouble or mm-hmm. whatever, she's like, mm-hmm. here, let me get you some water. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. don't be mean. To- mm-hmm. But then she eats the wishing apple, mm-hmm. which is, like, that sounds like something that, like, you would just make up on the spot, like... Uh, it's a magic wishing it's apple. It's a magic <laughs> wishing apple. You want things, right? Everybody wants things. And, and then, I love how she'd be like, there's someone you love, right? Knowing full well love is the cure for the curse. I, so maybe she's yeah. like feeling out like... No, she knew. She saw the prince. Like, remember? That's like right. she did. That, she, did. She, she did that. Like She a, should be more concerned she, about the antidote. She should. Yeah, because she was like, there's no problem with that. And it's like... No, you saw them. <laughs> you saw them, and like, or like, I assume he's a pretty boy who's not gonna, who's gonna like give up when he doesn't see her next time he's at the castle. Maybe. Maybe. I, don't I know. guess. And I don't know. oh, and then you laughed so hard, and that made me laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got the reference though, right? Not quite. Oh, have you seen Infinity War? Oh, I haven't, but now oh, I, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, yes. Snow White's like, so, oh, I feel strange. Yes, so without spoiling it, after Snow White bites the apple, she says that line, and I oh, burst out I, laughing so hard. Um, I thought it was something about delivery, but nope, turns no. out I am just <laughs> behind the times. Um, yeah, I really couldn't help it. Like, she bit the apple, and I was like, oh no, I think I know what she's about to say, <laughs> and I know where my brain is going to go, and she said it, and my brain did it, and... It was a thing that happened. So if you have seen Infinity War, I hope you should go watch Snow White if you didn't do it with us um, Mm -hmm. and enjoy that line. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And so, and then it starts to rain. The dwarves come. Very short flash storm. Yeah, they they chase her off the cliff and, oh no, lightning, and she dies. So, okay, so I want to talk about one thing, two things actually, I think that are pretty interesting with her death. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I want to talk about the vultures. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) They're vultures, like, that kind of came with her. So they, like, saw her with the apple, and so it looks like they're going to Snow White because they know that someone is going to mm-hmm. die. But what's interesting is that Snow White wouldn't even die from the poison apple. She would be in sleeping death. And the witch even says she'll mm-hmm. bury, they'll bury Snow White alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so were the vultures really going for Snow White? I don't or know. were they divinely inspired to go after the witch? Or did they just see, like, an old lady and they're like, ah, oh, this girl's gonna die soon. We should just follow her because she's gonna drop That's dead true. Well, any but minute. They, but they kept following her and then, boom, act of God, lightning strikes and she falls and then they start swarming like they mm-hmm. do. There's two interesting things about lightning. One, act of God. Mm-hmm. Um, very fairy tale um, mm-hmm. that you get your comeuppance. And Easier to show off screen than, you know, iron red hot shoes, dance till you die. Yes. Um, But the other thing that's interesting about the lightning is that she uses lightning to make the potion. 
Um, so it's almost like it's her own witchcraft literally turning against her. Yeah, that um, is that that was really is a interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the dwarfs chase her off the cliff, and then they go home, and they, you know... Mourn Snow They mourn White. her, and they cry because it's okay to be sad. Yes, it is okay to cry, um, especially over a girl you knew for a day. <laughs> um... But, so then they bury her in a glass coffin rather than in the dirt because she's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, then, like, a year passes and they're still, like, mm-hmm. hanging out there all the time. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really have jobs. What so. did they, <laughs> they notice that she wasn't decaying? Arguably, in a glass coffin, she wouldn't decay as quickly or well, as... Well, I they, don't know. like, you could see, like, they opened it up to, like, give her a fresh set of flowers. Like, it's not like she yeah. was airtight or anything. I don't know. That's an interesting question. And then... I mean, how fast does the body decay in a year? It can get pretty bad. Yeah, I guess it would smell at the least. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And her skin her skin was still glowy. Well, I have another alternative theory, but I have to save it for the very end, so... Okay. And then, <laughs> boom, Prince comes, gives her a kiss. It takes her a minute to wake up, which is, like, really makes sense. It's like... Because mm-hmm. when you first wake up, you don't want to, like, actually open your... You don't care what's going on. It's just like, give me a sec. And she's just immediately like, what? Oh, oh it's you. You're here. Yeah, which... <laughs> <clears throat> you've, you've talked about my crushes with me. You know that's something, that is something that I would do probably. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's very fair. I'm a little more, um, what's the word? Reasonable? No, that's, <laughs> I wish I was more reasonable. I'm more, resilience to positive a connotation for me. Um, but yes. Um, and so then the prince whisks her away. She says goodbye to the dwarves briefly. He li- and that's another cute thing that the prince <clears throat> yeah. does. is like, lifts each of the dwarves up so that she can give them a kiss on the head. Yeah. That is also good, you know, good masculinity. Yeah, yeah. And then they... They, they ride off into... And then the castle appears in the sky and it's beautiful. That's, a, that's, like, yes. it's, that's an incredibly beautiful last shot. Oh, it's gorgeous, shot. gorgeous final shot. Mm-hmm. And it leads right into my other theory. So... She really is done. She's really dead. Like, maybe her body didn't decay because it's all in her head. She's The prince is actually a ferryman for her um, journeying to heaven. So, mm-hmm. he, Which makes his appearance in the beginning interesting as a foreshadow of her death. I've been reading way too much Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, I was like, so like, yeah, this is definitely like, the castle is meant to inspire heaven for sure. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, wait, what if? <laughs> what if she was dead? Mm-hmm. Um, which would be interesting, but it's a very, very gorgeous last shot. Absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and the whole, um, the whole transition even between her dying, quote, mm-hmm. air quotes, um, to the prince arriving is done again in text. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's done without, um, reading. And so that's interesting in itself and that that's not modern. That's very 1930s. But what else is interesting about it is, like, it mentions that the prince searched for her for a year. Well, it doesn't. It didn't mention a year. The reason that I put a year in my oh, notes was because the, the, blossoms, do, okay. the blossoms were back on the branch in the right, background. Right, right, right. The they same go blossoms through, is when they met. They go through winter um, mm-hmm. in the branches on the background. So, yes, yeah. it's definitely a year that is communicated by the imagery. Mm-hmm. And the prince is searching for her the whole time, is what the text says. Mm-hmm. So it's communicated as the prince has been searching for Snow White constantly for a year. And so, you know, like, okay, he's loyal. He's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. But it's interesting in that we live in a time period where the men's stories often supersede the women's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is something that uh, I took a Britlet class where we talked about, I wish I could even remember which poem was, but it was one of those Spenserian level poems mm -hmm. where it's mentioned that like the prince had many adventures or the knight mm -hmm. had many adventures or something mm -hmm. other than what's represented here. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting, we talked about how there's no sense in this story for drawing out the dramatics, for going into things that are unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It's a structured plot with intention. Yeah. Um, and so in this story, it's very much structured with the intention of focusing on Snow White and not mm -hmm. the prince who could have had any number of exciting, mm -hmm. thrilling adventures, but we don't see any of that. And Arguably because the prince is impossible to animate. And it's not... Well, and I mean, and they kind of allude to him not even having any other adventures. He's just looking for her. Right, but looking for a prince... Like, Mario looks for a princess for forever and, like, has a million great adventures on his way to finding her. Goes through several castles before he gets to her. Like, mm -hmm. there's a number of... it. There's any number of adventures a prince can have mm -hmm. looking for a princess. From dragons to trolls mm -hmm. to mountains to ice castles, like, anything. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that it, we don't see any of it, well, I mean, and that's it's, intentional. it's the longest... An well, plus it's already the longest animated thing ever. Oh, at that time. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Which, like, um, here is a quick story. During an early preview of it um, that was open to the public, there was about halfway through, a couple of people walked out, and Walt freaked mm -hmm. out. Oh, my gosh. And then, actually, the, the theater manager came to find him to tell him, hey, I know those guys. They're students. They have a final exam tomorrow. Aww. And so, like, they they didn't leave because they didn't like it. They mm -hmm. had to go home and get some rest, and they had to mm. study. So, Walt, like, I'm telling you this so that you don't, like, have to go, like, go home and right, kill yourself right. in shame. Right. Well, and in those days, like, you were contracted by theater. So yeah. it was a different world from the idea of, like, the studio putting out to many theaters... Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. It was a very, very different time for film. A better time? No. No. Not at all. Do I have issues with the current film system? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's better than it used to be in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, it is. Some it things is. are not. Some things definitely have gotten worse or exacerbated or haven't been addressed. Mm -hmm. But it is all, better than it used to be. All Well, all industries are flawed in their own ways. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just that films is very public. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so that is Snow White. I didn't really make any final notes. Neither did I. Um, it's just like, aw. Other than heaven or death. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Unfortunately, you do have to die to go to heaven. <laughs> yes, you do. That is how that works. Um, so that's Snow White. I really love that movie a lot. Um, it's still not one of my favorites, and I think it's a lot of it is the residual mm -hmm. fear from this forest mm -hmm. when I was a kid. I think that's really a lot of why I don't like the movie still. Yeah. So you, you liked it, and yes. I liked it. Yes. And did you like Steamboat Willie? Did we Did we talk? Did oh, we uh, I, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It's cute. Um, yeah, it was a good time. So what are we doing next week? Next week, we are watching Pinocchio, and we will surprise you as far as the short does. We're going to do a short... If you do have some of your favorite recommended shorts that aren't paired with a Disney film already, so you're like, certain ones have yeah, films they like, premiered with, yeah. and we'll keep that consistent. But if you have one that's your favorite short and it's not paired with anything, go ahead and recommend it to us. Or one that would work thematically. Yes, anything that would work thematically with Pinocchio um, would also be very welcome in terms mm -hmm. of shorts. 
Um, and the way that you can tell us about that. Yes. So you can find us on Twitter at Drawn Out Cast. And it's um, the same on Instagram. Same on Instagram, Drawn Out Cast. And if you would like to just shoot us an email, let us know what you think. Recommend your favorite um, shorts. Um, we're going to do our Disney films in order. Um, of release. Of release, yes. So we might take a while to get to your favorite. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like us personally, you might like Chase's <laughs> D&D podcast, if Chasing If you like Crits. D&D um, and you like me as a person, um, <laughs> I do. Uh, I am the dungeon master for a podcast called Chasing Crits. Uh, my personal Twitter, if you just want to reach out to me, is Chaser Tiff, C-H-A-S-E-R-T-I-F-F. And mine is, and I am at Brooke Amimi, B-R-O-O-K-A-M-I-M-I. So, uh, or you can find us through the uh, Drawn Out Podcast uh, Twitter as well, um, or mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, we're on there as well. So, thank you once again for listening. We appreciate it so much. Especially um, since this is our first. This is exciting. This is, yeah, this is very exciting. Our <laughs> very first episode. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. All right. We'll see you next time. Next time with Pinocchio and something else. Bye-bye. The views expressed in this podcast are in no way representative of the Disney Corporation, nor any of our employers. They belong solely to the co-hosts of this show and the guests that we have on this show. Thanks for listening.